Today, we begin to take a look back at the season that was and what went wrong, plus some of the bigger questions the Islanders will be looking at as we begin this important offseason. All that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today. Thank you for being part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question about something we discussed on the show, a comment, maybe something you'd like us to discuss on the air, feel free to send an email to us, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you leave your first name, where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings all throughout the offseason. The draft, free agency, <coughs> trade rumors, anything else that's happening to your New York Islanders, we will discuss it here on the show. So... The Islanders have cleaned out their lockers. Getaway day has been held. And, you know, you, you, you hear the players discussing it. And I think disappointing is the most uh, recurring theme that came out of what the players were saying as they headed out the door and, and, and left for the offseason and you know, Kyle Palmieri, I think, summed it up well. It was disappointing. I think all of us are in the same boat as far as that feeling. It was on all of us, and we have to find a way to get things done, even when things aren't going well, and we weren't able to do that. Ryan Pulak, I think we can take a lot from it and learn from it. It's going to be a long off season that we haven't had in a few years. For us to be on the outside this year and not be a part of that, I think it's really going to sink in and what we're missing and really drive us to get back there next year. And uh, for Anders Lee, the captain of the Islanders, the, the leader in the locker room, at the end of the day, we just didn't perform when we needed to and play the hockey we needed to at the right time. I think we did everything we could to prepare to be our best, and there were times when we didn't necessarily ham and egg it. 
We all seem to be down at the same time or, you know, going well at the same time. So we will see what happens now. I, I will say this. Uh, this Islander team is not going to be back the same way. The roster is not going to be the same as it was uh, this year. I think we're going to see some changes. And to me, you know, one area that I, I, I have to imagine will change is defense. The Islanders were playing two older players this year, 45-year-old Zdeno Chara, uh, Andy Green is, what, 38, 39? At, at this point, I don't expect either one of them to necessarily be back next year. Possibly both of them retire. Maybe one of them comes back. But if I'm the New York Islanders, I want to bring in another puck-moving defenseman. And one of the goals I have, you know, let, let's take a step back. What does this team need? What, what are the things that this team needs to do to be competitive? And I, I, I think I'll sum it up this way. Number one, you need to add scoring. You look at the statistics for the year. The Islanders finished 22nd in the league in goals for, 7th in the league in goals against. 22nd in the league in goals for. Yeah, you can make the playoffs being that low in the goals scored department, but you got to do better unless your defense is elite. And this year the Islanders defense was good, but too many breakdowns, too many games where they gave up four, five, six goals. And part of that was the lack of a puck-moving defenseman, and maybe the lack of overall team speed. You look at this roster, and there are only a handful of players who you would say have good speed. Noah Dobson, Matthew Barzal, uh, Anthony Bavillier, and then the list kind of, you know, you start thinking, mm, you know, the regular players... Not exactly known for their speed. So to me, you need to increase goal scoring. You need to increase team speed. You need at least one, maybe two, puck-moving defensemen. And, you know, those are the three biggest things that I think this team needs. And I, and I will say, and it's sort of in conjunction with the team speed thing, I think this team needs to get a little bit younger. Uh, doesn't matter whether, you know, you, you, you're, you're losing, most likely, Green and Chara. Even if only one of them isn't back next year, don't replace them with another 38-year-old guy. You got to get this team a little bit younger and a little bit faster. And... That, I think, you know, the, the modern NHL is a, a speed game. Speed is an important part of the way most teams play in this league. And 
the Islanders don't have enough of it right now. So we'll see what happens. But uh, interesting. Uh, those are the, the, the things I think this team needs to work on. And as far as the big question, can this team compete without completely being broken apart, without completely being rebuilt? I think the answer is yes. But certain things have to fall into place. Certain changes do have to be made. And I will say out of the 18 players uh, who are considered, you know, the, the regular starters on this roster, at least three or four of them, maybe a few more, I think will be turned over. And if Green and Chara retire, I still think two, three, four more players will either be traded or moved on from or let go because this team does need to be tweaked. The core that they have is solid, but it needs to be improved if they're going to get back into the playoffs next year. Look, the Metropolitan Division and the Eastern Conference, it's tough. It's competitive. And the Islanders need to make some moves in order to get where they want to go. We have got a lot more to discuss on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We will examine some more questions facing this team. We're going to start talking a little bit about some of the numbers uh, that this team put up this year and what they mean also. So lots to get to here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. It's a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I hated taking pills and vitamins and I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. Well, now I have been on it for about six weeks and I'll tell you, it doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning and I am definitely feeling better. I mean, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of those things. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. And there are no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while it still tastes great. And it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen now. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NHL playoff game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So you look at the numbers and a a few stats jumped out at me. 
First of all, block shots. Who do you think led the New York Islanders in blocked shots this year? If you said Noah Dobson, first of all, I think you're in the minority, but that is the correct answer. Noah Dobson had 154 block shots in 80 games. That is 24 more than Ryan Pulak, who was second with 130. Now, Pulak only played 56 games because of his injury. So on a per-game basis, Pulak's still number one. But Dobson, very impressive that he led the team in block shots. It shows you he's willing to sacrifice his body and do, you know, the little things defensively that are going to help the Islanders win hockey games. How about this? Plus minus. I know it's a flawed statistic, but I think it also does have some value. No other Islander was above a plus 10 except for the team leader in plus minus, Adam Pellick. He was a plus 20. Now, only four Islanders were plus players, and one of them was Michael Dalcole, who was only in one game. He was a plus one. Another one was Austin Zarnick. He was a plus five in 11 games. But of the regulars, Adam Pellick, plus 20. Zdeno Chara, plus eight. And that was it. Then you had J.G. Pajot, Kyle Palmieri, Ryan Pulak at zero. And if you want to go to the the bottom end of the spectrum, who who were the the four worst players in plus minus? The only ones who were minus ten and below: Anthony Bevilier, minus ten; Anders Lee, minus eleven; Andy Green, minus thirteen; Matthew Barzal, minus fifteen. How many twenty goal scorers? did the Islanders have, and and this goes directly to the goal-scoring issue, two. Only two players on this Islanders roster scored 20 or more goals, and that was Brock Nelson with 37 and Anders Lee with 28. That is a disappointment, that only two players on this roster reached the 20-goal plateau. Now, I want to go back briefly to block shots. The top six players in block shots were all defensemen, and that's normal. That is par for the course. Who do you think led Islanders forwards in block shots? Zach Parise with 57 in 82 games. J.G. Pajot 53, he was close behind, and he had 77 games. So, there you have it. No Islander had more than 85 penalty minutes. That was Zdeno Chara. How about Clutch? Who led the Islanders in game-winning goals? Brock Nelson was second with five. Zach Parise, Noah Dobson, four each. But the leader on the team in game-winning goals... Kyle Palmieri with six. And who led the Islanders in shots on goal? It was a defenseman, Noah Dobson. 190 shots in 80 games. Brock Nelson tops among forwards. Then, 
believe it or not, third on the team, Matthew Barzal. But here's the thing. Barzy had 161 shots on goal in 73 games. That's just a hair over two shots per game. This team isn't shooting the puck enough. And needless to say, it is frustrating at times. Brock Nelson led all players in shooting percentage this year, 21.6%. As far as players who qualified, uh, Austin Zarnick and Ross Johnston, they each had two goals on nine shots for a 22.2% conversion rate. And Anders Lee, 17.6% shooting percentage, was next among regular forwards. So, you know, you have that. As for the face-off circle, J.G. Pajot, Casey Sezikis, the two best Islanders in the face-off circle. Hits, I love that stat. Matt Martin leading the team with 235 hits in 71 games. Cal Clutterbuck, 229 hits in just 59 games. And then Casey Sezikis was fourth with 138 in 74 games. Who was in between? Who was third? Surprise. J.G. Pajot with 171 hits in 77 games. These numbers, uh, you know, kind of give you an idea of where this team is at and maybe some of the things this team needs to work on. One other stat that I think will surprise a few people, and the strong finish had something to do with it, but it is an encouraging sign. Power play for the Islanders, it was in the 20s for most of the year in the league. Finished 12th with a 22.1% conversion rate. And I'll tell you something else. You give me 22% success on the power play over the course of the season, 12th in the league, that's good enough if you're a good defensive team. And the PK, 4th in the league. 84.2% success rate. The PK doing well. And the problem, one of the problems with the power play and the 22.1% conversion rate is just that the Islanders did not get enough power play opportunities. And that's something this team needs to improve upon next year. So again, some of the numbers here and what they tell us about this Islanders team, lots more to figure out and the offseason we're going to do deep dives into this team so we'll keep you updated on all of that when we come back we have our islanders birthday of the day uh a defenseman who played for the islanders final stanley cup winning team and stayed with the team through the mid 80s we'll talk about him see if you can guess who it is, all that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. 
Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And we are going to wish a very happy 59th birthday to former Islanders defenseman Paul Boudelier, the native of Sydney, Nova Scotia, six feet, 200 pounds, pretty big for the 80s, uh, drafted in the first round by the Isles, 21st overall in 1981, made his NHL debut that year playing in one game for the Islanders in 81-82, and 82-83, he played part of the year in the minors, part of the year with the Islanders, but was in two playoff games during the Islanders' fourth and final Stanley Cup run. Became a regular by 84-85, spent two full seasons with the Islanders, and then was later played for the Bruins, North Stars, and Rangers, and Winnipeg Jets. Ended up completing his career in Switzerland. Paul Boudelier. 288 career NHL games, 27 goals, 110 points, and 358 penalty minutes. 90 penalty minutes in 84-85 for the Islanders, and 100 even in 85-86. He played in 41 playoff games, with uh, the majority of them being with the New York Islanders. 34 playoff games, uh, excuse me, 36 playoff games in an Islanders uniform. We will look at one of Paul Boudelier's better games with the Isles, Nassau Coliseum, November 10th, 1984. The Pittsburgh Penguins invade the Coliseum. Michelle Dion getting the start for the Penguins, battling Billy Smith in goal for the Islanders. And it was the Islanders getting on the board first on the power play. Doug Bodger of Pittsburgh off for holding. Dwayne Sutter, his fifth, from Clark Gillies and Butch Goring at 7.05. Islanders were up one to nothing. But late in the period, the Penguins' power play gets them on the board with Dennis Potvan off for tripping. Mike Bullard, his sixth, from Andy Brickley and Doug Shedden at 17.35. Islanders and Pens even at 1-1. One and one. In the final minute of the period, though, John Tonelli scores to give the Isles the lead. His tenth. Brent Sutter and Mike Bossy with the helpers at 1934. Isles up by one, two to one, after one. In the second period, again, the Islanders in penalty trouble. Mats Haleen off for tripping. Andy Brickley is second of the year. Doug Shedden and the goalie, Michelle Dion, with the assist at 532. But a mere 37 seconds later, it's the Islanders' turn on the power play. Bruce Crowder off for holding, and right off the faceoff, Pat LaFontaine wins the draw, and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Paul Boudelier, gets his fifth of the year on the power play at 6.09. LaFontaine, the only assist. Islanders back in the lead 3-2, but John Shabbat, he makes the game tied at 3. Bruce Crowder, the assist. It was his second at 13-18. We go to the third period, all even, and the Islanders' power play strikes again. Tomas Janssen, his fifth from Tonelli and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Paul Boudelier at 5.33. Isles up 4-3. Shabbat makes it 4-4 at 8.19, an unassisted goal. But then, at 11.15 of the third period, 
Pat Flatley, his third from Pat LaFontaine. That was enough. The Islanders hold on to win it by a score of 5-4. to four. 26 saves for Billy Smith. For Paul Boudelier, our Islanders' birthday of the day, one goal, one assist, and two shots on goal. A two-point night for Paul Boudelier. He was our Islanders' birthday of the day. I think when you look at this team, there is still a lot that this team can do. They're not that far off from being able to contend again. But Lou Lamorello has always been loyal to the core of this team. I like loyalty. I think it's a good trait. But as a general manager of a sports team, you can take it too far. I remember a quote from Bill Torrey, and I don't remember the exact wording, so I'll paraphrase. But years later, when asked about what happened to the Islanders in the by the time you get to the 90s, and even the late 80s, Torrey said one of the things he regrets is that maybe he stuck with some of the guys who won those four Stanley Cups a little bit longer than he should have because he felt loyal to them. He felt like, you know, he owed them something because of what they all accomplished together. And yet, had he traded some of them a little bit sooner or moved on from some of them a little bit sooner, I think there's very little doubt that the Islanders could have retooled a little quicker and maybe not have gone through as big of a drought in the 90s as they ended up doing. I mean, you you look at the mid-90s into the early, you know, from, let's say, 1995 till about 2000, 2001, you know, the cupboard was bare. And even in the late 80s, they stayed pretty good through, let's say, 87, 88. But had they made some changes sooner, maybe they could have been better. So... One thing Lou Lamorello has to do is balance the loyalty, which is a good thing, and the need to keep this team fresh and talented and good enough to compete. I hope he does it. Over the next couple of weeks, we will be deep diving. We will start looking at each individual Islander player. We will talk about the Bridgeport Islanders and their playoff games because they're getting underway, and we'll start talking about that tomorrow. And... We're going to talk a little bit more about, you know, what went wrong this season. And, you know, I think the core question we're going to answer for the rest of this week, was it because of the schedule and COVID and, you know, the the 13 road games to start the schedule, all all the makeup games that crowded the schedule late, is that the biggest reason the Islanders missed the playoffs? Or was it that this team was a little too slow and a little too old? We will... Deep dive into that tomorrow and for the rest of this week before we begin our player-by-player review of this season. So lots more to discuss as we head in to the offseason. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. From first-round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss, Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, 
Let's go Islanders!